0: Welcome to Self-Discovery Radio, where the discovery of self is just a show away. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living with me, your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, all the way from the UK, Kate Strong. Now, Kate has quite a diverse background. Um, She has studied to be a mechanical um, engineer in in French and English universities. Uh, She has a very diverse career path in fashion in Italy. She's worked as a dive master in Mexico and until recently owned and operated a guest house and a restaurant in uh, the Blue Mountains of Australia. But in 2013, she decided to balance her life by taking care of her physical self and committed to the sport of a triathlon. Now, triathlons are normally done by young people who have kind of been training for it their whole lives. So to suddenly redirect and kind of start running 5K a day and uh, cycling and doing all those other things that triathlons want you to do takes a great deal of dedication and stamina. So Kate, along the way, um, discovered veganism. She discovered how vegan food actually helped her performance. Um... We're going to discuss about how that life choice came about, but it's the journey of Kate, um, leading up to veganism and why it's so important, but all these wonderful directs that she's done and how she takes each of the tools that she's learned in all of these journeys and how she applies it to what she is doing here today. So Kate, people could read about your bio, we could talk about it in extents, but we want to hear from you. So please welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. um
0: I mean, you know, a master's degree, uh, you know, um uh, owning a bed and breakfast, and uh, you know, and um, fashion, and now triathlon. um Are we just trying to scratch everything off your wish list or yeah. bucket list? <laughs> of, yeah? It uh, appears
1: that way. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> What's next? <laughs>
1: Um, i watch watched this space I've uh, I've got a world record attempt at the end of the year um, in cycling but um, that's sort of linked to triathlon because it obviously involves cycling as well so uh, that's one part as well of my journey
0: Are you driven to explore new things and then when they kind of don't feed you you want to explore something else
1: That's, um, that's a big question I'm sort of asking myself at the moment I think I want to be the best I can be in who I am today and by not limiting myself to to one box such as I am an engineer, full stop, mm-hmm. I do permit myself to experience and uh, maybe thrive in other areas so um, I organically grow in in different parts of my life at different at different points, and at the moment it seems that physical activity and nutrition are the two main areas that i 'm i 'm loving learning about, and that 's where i 'm putting my energy in
0: exactly and it 's an important one i mean you know uh you know you're a triathlon you've come to it later in life um you know after achieving a lot of other things it's generally a young man's game or a young woman's game um and it does require an enormous amount of stamina but um as we get older we know things start kind of falling apart uh <laughs> especially the older that you get uh, did you find that it was harder um to kind of Have you always been physical? Is it something that's always been there? Or is this something I'm going to do this and now the training is going to be gruelling to get me there?
1: Um, I've always been fit throughout my youth. Um, Being in school and university, I was always part of some running club. um, But I always did it on the sideline, moreover just to sustain my unhealthy eating without (laughs) having to put on weight. Right. I think when you get older, you... um, it, it is it is harder in one sense that I, d- I don't have the body of a 20-year-old and yes, um, parts of me are not as supple and um, as you said, we are, we are more prone to potential injury, but on the other level, I do have this, this it, it's not an unhealthy, well, I don't say it's unhealthy, but it's now or never. Mm. I'm never going to be as young as I am today. Okay, exactly. So today is the day. If I wait till tomorrow, I'm older than yesterday, so grin and bear it
0: and there are some things that you just you know it doesn't matter how much you wish you could do you know just time and age and everything else doesn't allow you to do it so there are some things where you really have to seize the moment because that moment isn't going to be there tomorrow
1: exactly and uh, I think as long as we uh, focus on ourselves and our personal empowerment and rather than external comparison I think Mm. We are we're destined to be the best we can be. I will never beat a twenty year old, but then I will beat who I was yesterday by by being the best I can be.
0: See, it's not the competitiveness of beating someone else; it's that striving to compete your yesterday's record and uh, always excelling in, in your in your own achievement.
1: Yes, it's it's being the best I can be, and uh, I, you know, as we, as you touched upon earlier, that's how I discovered veganism, which was by choosing to to ask the why questions and how how i can be better did i did i fall upon this uh, nutrition uh this nutritional path that brought me to to eating clean food is what i call it clean Mm -hmm. healthy and sustainably productive for for not just myself now but the world
0: i mean most people go into veganism because of the animal aspect of it which you know highly recommend Mm -hmm. and on all sides and i'm not a vegan and um not a vegetarian but I don't eat a lot of meat I'm kind of borderline I'm working my way up um, and I understand the moral aspect of it completely and I uh, will be having you back on a round table um, later in the fall with um, you know, um, a vegan um, advocate on recipes and, and health and also on somebody on the animal advocacy and we'll get the whole lovely juicy uh, perspectives there but um, for you you saw it more as A dietary thing that's going to kind of uh, help your performance, where most people, I think, when they look at an athlete can think that, you know, eating a lot of protein, eating a lot of meat is essential uh, to build up that muscle and everything. So how did you come to looking at veganism as something that's going to increase your performance?
1: You're very true in what you say, which is protein is essential to our diet Um, but I looked at uh, my my background is engineering and so I do ask secondary questions Mm -hmm. and I love research and so I looked at not just what the quantity of protein I'm ingesting but also how my body digests it Mm. because as an engine you want your fuel in and out as quickly as possible to get the optimal performance and the research I found from a, a plethora of um, different sources was uh, animal protein takes longer to break down than plant-based protein, which in essence means my, my machine will be running at a... will take more energy, shall we say, to break down the protein to get what I need out of it. So on a clean level, it's, it's more efficient to eat clean protein, which is plant-based.
0: Which if you're looking at kind of the aspects of, you know... Um, oil versus, you know, <laughs> clean energy, um, it's kind of the approach that we're really taking to everything we're looking at in life, isn't it, You know, even yes. our attitude towards life, you know, looking at something as being kind of heavy and stodgy and, and bringing us down as the things that are kind of lighten up and a positive attitude that can, you know, uh, empower and, and energize us. So um, yeah. it's more than just the food. I think it's the entire approach to everything that we're looking at nowadays.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, you know, uh, regardless of whatever dietary, um, whatever diet we follow, there are some foods where we eat and we feel like we need to sleep afterwards. Yes. And there's others that you feel you can go out and go skipping in, in the garden. And so I'd like to pursue and I ate more of the food that give me, gives me energy more than takes energy from me.
0: I mean, if you look at the animal kingdom and they are, you know, they're eating grains or they're eating um, the grass or they're eating the berries and you look at their high energy, we're not seeing them after dinner kind of collapsed out on the couch, so to speak. You know, I mean, you you know, you see a gazelle run or, you know, cheetahs run or any of these animals using their energy and it's uh, and it's, yeah, there's something to be definitely said about it.
1: Yeah, yes. And um The more we ask about, uh, you know, in humans, the endurance athletes as well as the power athletes, there seems to be less and less difference between someone who's plant-based as well as someone who's an omnivore or vegetarian. Um, As long as they're eating enough protein, not deficient, then it doesn't seem to affect too much where they're getting it from.
0: Um, There is a lot of controversy around the proteins, um, you know, on well, if you don't eat meat or you don't eat fish, you know, plants aren't going to give you enough protein or you'll have to eat more plant in order to do that. Um, There's particular plants that will give you more protein than others. And also, I think it's the process, right? Like reducing or eating raw or something like that. Um, Have you got a few tips you can share on that?
1: Um, I think the the one key for, for anyone who's transitioning in particular is don't eliminate what I My major stumbling when I first uh, chose to to go vegan was I eliminated everything that was non-vegan and my plate was pretty bare (laughs) and so so I was deficient in quite a few vitamins and minerals and uh, protein for example or carbs because I I didn't replace it yes and so I think what the way you're you're approaching your diet is excellent which is little by little when you feel comfortable with where you're at then then add an extra level and an extra step with education so that you don't actually you don't miss anything, but you also don't uh, dep- deprive yourself of anything as well.
0: I mean, you, you hit the point there: is that you know you eliminated, and then your your you know plate was pretty empty because you probably didn't know what you could put on that plate to replace it. And I think that's a lot of the reason why people don't, you know, re- embrace even vegetarianism or anything. It's like, well, if I don't have the meat there, what do I put there? An extra an extra spud, you know? And it's uh, yeah. it, uh, you know looking at today. I mean, I've done quite a number of shows on on um, health now and also a lot of anti-gmos which of course go towards veganism as well um mm. yeah the amount of restaurants that are opening up now the amount of uh, uh catering towards veganism now the amount of recipes that are coming out um and the simplicity of how you can make dishes it's just a question of a different mindset because the tools are there all you have to do is just plug in vegan diet on on the computer and you'll get enormous amount of recipes and style so we don't have that excuse so if we we are transitioning we've really kind of got to reach out to look at what we can put there as a subsidy for what we're taking off
1: completely and um I think when I first I I say when I first came out as a vegan because it's quite (laughs) daunting to (laughs) take title (laughs) yeah Um, yeah, you, you know um to actually when you go to a restaurant don't apologize for who we are and just ask because if they're unaware that 10% of their clientele would actually come back more often if they had more choices for us, then I think that their restaurants, the restaurants would offer more diversity as well. I used to, I I love going out and um, I found it very difficult when I was a vegan to go to my usual restaurants because there was limited choice. So I started to eat in more, but I realized that that was actually training the restaurants not to change. Mm. So now I go out and actively phone them in advance and give them a recipe even and say, I would love you to cook this for me and I will pay the going price. I'm giving you three days notice. And I've noticed even my local restaurants now have two, three, four more choices than before, thanks to me sharing that i i am a vegan and i want to eat in their restaurants
0: we're seeing this here i'm in vancouver bc canada and uh uh, we're seeing so many um kind of vegan style restaurants coming out and it's not just you know like vegan vegetables as that's what people think it is it's the the hell of a lot of ethnic foods you know lots Mm. of beautiful spices and different ways of preparing food um you know um, indian and african and this and that and it's if we're willing to open up our palate and be adventurous. We'll actually notice that the, there's been a lot of vegan type food around for a long time in different cultures. It's just merging those cultures together, fusing them and and, and exploring.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly.
0: So let's talk about performance. Um, I mean, I would imagine as an engineer of mind, you're always looking at measuring performance. Uh, how to make things better? You know, what else can you do that's uh, going to improve a situation? Um, how have you found that? You know, because I mean, triathlons are hard on anybody at any age, and requires a great deal of stamina and and uh, energy. How have you measured that performance being a vegan compared to what was before?
1: Well, I, I was an omnivore before um, before embarking upon this um, training, and I always said to myself, it has to. I, I understand the ethics behind why people choose not to eat meat, uh, but I still need to see the, the results for my for my running or swimming or cycling. And so, for example, the first thing I eliminated was actually dairy, and I chose a one kilometer stretch on a road, uh, which is point uh, eight of a mile, I believe, and I timed myself. I then gave up dairy for thirty days and timed myself afterwards. Now actually i didn 't need thirty days because within a week, over that point eight of a mile, I dropped my time by ten seconds mm. also, uh, I was wheezing less, yeah. and my friend before pe- friends could hear me coming because I had a lot of um, phlegm on my lungs, I also suffered from asthma, and within just a week of not eating any dairy products, I, I was running cleaner, lighter, and faster, and that was a tangible, measurable Improvement within a week of eliminating all dairy. And so I was I sold was after that because the numbers showed it. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I love my cheese. Um, mm. It's not my daily diet, but I do love my cheese. And eggs now and again, and of course, baking with eggs. But I can't drink milk. I never have. I'm asthmatic as well. And uh, milk always aggravated it. And what I've discovered for me is cashew milk. And, Mm. you know, an awful lot of people drink almond milk. And so you can kind of get that milk substance from other things that aren't dairy. And actually, they end up being better for you. Um, Some soys are good for you as long as you're making sure that they really are organic and a good quality. Um, Mm -hmm. But that that alternative is there right there. Um, And I think it's a good test for people to look at, okay... Uh, I'm going to go for a week without this and then measure my energy. Going up and down the stairs, going out for a walk, how do I feel? Because obviously if you feel better, why wouldn't you go out and keep on doing it? Do you feel better?
1: Completely. I mean, I, I understand. I appreciate your, your love of cheese. I used to live in France. I did my one of my masters in engineering in France. So for a year and a half, I I used to drink about two, two pints of milk a day. Wow. And... Uh, cheese with every single meal and i love my french pastries and Uh. that's that's what i lived off for two years and um it was a big decision to even eliminate it for 30 days i didn't think i'd manage it but even to this day i've i've moved back to france for six uh about six weeks this year and i i have no desire to actually to eat them because i've linked performance with it so the mindset's completely changed and i i don't miss it it's not a it's not hard to to not eat them anymore
0: and again when you know there's an alternative there um, you exactly. know that's where you go because obviously you know we're this vessel that we have is we've got it for life uh, there is yeah. no escaping it and uh, you know how we treat it is is how it's going to respond to us and what we put in it is very important and our attitude Uh, is incredibly important I would imagine for any uh, it sounds that you're a very disciplined person but for a triathlon especially the discipline that you have to have um, Mm. it it has to be quite extraordinary
1: yes Um, I think yeah definitely right I was speaking with a I'm I help uh, other elite athletes who are transitioning to veganism and I was speaking to a tri um, a tennis player about this and he suffers because he goes away for six plus weeks and struggles to find vegan food thereafter. And and you can he, he cannot sustain his level of fitness on just salads alone, which is all that he has on offer usually. And I say, um, when you are traveling, the, as you said, the mindset is the most important. And as long as you know you're doing your 100% best to stay true to your um, ethics and beliefs be it vegan or otherwise, if one day you, you you have to have cheese or you have to have eggs because it's one of the very few things that you can eat, then don't eat the guilt as well. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. A very good point because there's sometimes you can't Um, you know and it is a question of getting that substance into you uh, and uh, you know not being a fanatic about it right you know there's there is that belief stand true to your belief but there are times where you just have to be flexible because of the situation and as you say if you start bringing that guilt into it oh I'm no longer a vegan because I ate a lump of cheese you know Mm. lighten up folks (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah and uh, you know don't make a habit out of it but It's like if you're going to a dinner, I mean, that, I imagine, would actually be a little hard, and I was actually saying to someone else the other day that if you're going to someone's house for dinner and you know that they're going to be bringing out the roast beef, uh, you know, maybe just call them ahead of time and say, I am a vegan, I'm going to bring my own dish, just serve it up, uh, along with everybody else's, and, you know, thank you for respecting that. And you know i think most hosts would be relieved that they don't have to try and think of something to feed you or watch you with an empty plate
1: exactly yes or eat eat a little bit beforehand so you can just enjoy their side dishes so um yeah i i have a, a good friend she's actually paleo so she only eats cheese and meat um oh. but much to my confusion yes. but uh, um But we found common recipes together and that's been the the fun to find out what we can eat together. And we have found certain dishes that that are vegan, paleo compatible and and we enjoy cooking them together. So we make it it an excitement and adventure between us Mm -hmm. to learn from each other more over than a challenge and an obstacle for each of us to overcome.
0: Yeah, exactly. So explore, you know, exploration going on in there as well. And that again comes into that attitude, doesn't it? Okay. You know, these are the challenges and how are we going to rise to them and what are we going to do to, uh, you know, to make sure that you come out a winner? Um, and it, if we didn't have people that without that exploring mind, that inquisitive investigative mind, where would we be today? You know, still yep. in the dark ages. So um, we need people like that. Um, yeah, that's a weird diet. Definitely. Um I know myself, yes. I, need my, I need my vegetables, I really do. I mean, I love just steaming my veggies, I love um, stir-frying them, I love mm. uh, juicing them. And, you know, I know how I feel when I, when I eat them, you know, I just feel really good. Um, and I think there's nothing like a glass of, of juiced you know like beets and carrots and uh mm. and uh, a few other gorgeous greens and ginger in there and and a few other things it's like nectar when you drink it it really is like you know i'm a whiskey drinker but i'll actually take the juice over the whiskey and that's saying something <laughs> <laughs> and you really do feel that energy and that fortification and just that that whole taste of it too at the same time also is sending those wonderful messages to your brain so it's not only your body's feeling good, but your brain's feeling good as well. So yeah. um, I think it's just a question of people exploring and trying things out. And, and, you know, just because you try something once and you go, I don't like it, doesn't mean you don't try it again. You know, because Exactly. Taste buds we'd have to be, change, right?
1: We'd all be crawling because yeah. I'm sure we all didn't <laughs> stand up on our first attempt. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly, precisely so it's helped your performance um and certainly you're you're out there educating uh, restaurants on on to you know broadening their own uh, perspective on on that and understanding that um there's percentage-wise veganism is absolutely massive uh mm. when i did the show on the um the farm sanctuary and uh, on the vegan diet in in order to save animals it, it was an amazing how i suddenly discovered all these vegan um, you know, on Twitter, on Facebook and everything else, uh, you know, just embracing the story. And I didn't realize there were so many out there. And so it's it's not just a question of trending. It's, a, it's really something that, I know 20 years ago, you talked about veganism and you were just, you know, a quack. But now it really is becoming embraced as a lifestyle um, that people truly are understanding the benefit. And I think a lot of that is to do with the Medical Association today where their answer to everything is a drug but the side effect may cause death mm. so people exactly. are taking yeah. ownership aren't they with their diet
1: they are and it's, it's beautiful to see and you know one thing I, I reiterate often to my friends is my primary goal is health and uh, minimal negative impact on others and uh, veganism is my path yet it, it, we you know uh, french fries from maccas are vegan but is that really good for me, and is it good for the environment? Mm-hmm. So um, yes, it's you know it's, it's plant-based whole food that I, I I push a lot with respect to to society as well, and that includes now the animals because it's being introduced through it through primarily my health. I've now you know discovered that as you said, the mindset we we also if we can if we can create negativity in our brain, how can we ingest that from other? from other beings as well as living and dead yeah so yeah. um yeah it's 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 a, it's a very intri- intriguing journey that i that i didn't mean to fall upon i i never really placed too much on nutrition um but now i'm discovering as you said the mindset is 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 almost critical to to everything we do
0: i mean you won't be able to do what you're doing uh, without having that change of diet um but you know never mind what you're you, you know you're doing right now and you're aiming for this world record Um, And whatever your adventure will be next, um, you've probably increased your lifespan most certainly by 10 years, if not more. And, you know, when we look at, I'm part of the yuppie age group, right? So, you know, we're all beginning to age and deteriorate. And, you know, over here, I don't know about in the UK, but over here we have these mindless commercials on, you know, how depression hurts and you can take this pill, but the side effect will cause, you know, death, uh, or you take this pill for this thing, and, but the, the twenty-four side effects—it's five minutes of side effects—and mm. it's you know—and it's like, oh my god! And and you would take it, you would go yeah. to your doctor and ask for this drug, or you would, you, or as a doctor, you would give this drug, knowing there are so many side effects. Why are we not speaking to mindset? Why are we not speaking to diet? Why are we not speaking to uh, one's own owns health accountability? You know, mm-hmm. exercise, action. Um, it's getting kind of rather scary with what we're seeing out there
1: it is i mean i ask many times about this magic little pill that everyone seems to sell you for whatever if you're feeling if you can't sleep here's a pill if you can here's a pill <laughs> um maybe it's people are um afraid to take ownership we've mm-hmm. been brought up in in the big brother world where it's not our fault yeah and And we have to acknowledge, actually, what I do has a direct impact to what happens to me. And the first step is to say, yes, do you know what? I I have a problem. I eat the wrong food or I I drink too much or or whatever it may be, because we all have our little uh, vices that have turned into more habits. And uh, by owning that, but without, without judging as well, the fear of being judged, is the first step and thereafter we can actually do something positive to make those small changes in our in our habits and lifestyle towards a better health
0: exactly you know this this vessel that we've been given this lifetime we've been given isn't for someone else to live for us it's it's our gift you know Mm. and the in the gift of the present is living in the now uh you know worshipping your own temple and I don't mean that in an e- egotistical way but you know understanding that this beautiful gift that you've been given you need to look after you need to nurture mind body and soul um, and that it's imperative that you do because if you don't you become a burden on society you now become a drain on society and we are meant to be these wonderful creatures of great ability both physical and mind um, bringing you know this to the table in our communities that really allows our communities to expand and grow in in a most incredible way but if we're draining ourselves that we're always tired we're going to have no energy um in depression diabetes which is absolutely rampage right now uh cancer becoming as common as a cold um (laughs) you know it's we're accepting all of that. And it's like, well, where are we going to stand up and take ownership? You know, take ownership yeah. of your own health. There are so many ways that you can.
1: Yeah. And every day is, you know, is, is, we're living. It's life. Mm-hmm. And putting it off till tomorrow is just, it's just preventing us from living one more day. Because un, the reality, it's very harsh to say, but the reality is the end is death for mm-hmm. us all. So we can either... Exist until that moment arrives or live every moment.
0: And living every moment is so much more. <laughs> um, exactly. The reason of being here and, you know, to put up something for tomorrow is a waste of today. You yeah. Know, you know, this is the moment that you've been given. You know, if this was the last day on earth, what are you going to do? You know, um, of course, most people obviously get drunk. But, you know, the, 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 if you, I think what we have to do is maybe take a reflection if you were going to speak to your younger self. And, and if you were going to speak to your younger self and tell your younger self all the things uh, not to do that you've done along the way, would you have gone and spoken to your younger self and say, be a vegan earlier in life? You know, go be the sports person earlier in life. Or, you know, sometimes we have to take the journey we take because it becomes part of um, the structure for where else we're meant to go in life and the tools that we gather along the way. But would you have changed your path?
1: Um Yes and no. No, because I wouldn't be who I am today. But there's a lot of things I would have. I will. I would have definitely. Well, I suppose I would have. I would change a lot. There's there is a lot I would change. The the primary thing for me is to put yourself first. A lot of people live for other people or what they think other people want. Mm. Uh, you know what the, what their parents think they should do or how they sh- could make their partner happy or what they should be you know doing for their children and putting themselves last which actually means they're putting their health last as well and so by accepting a little bit of selfishness maybe by going for that run not staying at home to to cook dinner for your partner it it, it seems as selfish in this world but uh I think I would say to myself to be more selfish because I have so much more to give today from being selfish mm-hmm. which which sounds backwards but you have to go backwards to go forward. Sometimes,
0: absolutely, and no, you're completely right. You know, I, I will say the um, the importance of you. You must place importance on you. Um, that's not to say self-importance. You know, self-importance is ego-driven. It's a uh, it's insecurity. But the importance of you is that if you do not be everything you can be and nourish yourself in every way that you can. Um, you haven't got anything to share with society or anything to contribute. Uh, You're burnt out, you're chewed up, and you now become a burden. uh, Society has to carry you. So it's really, really important that we are um, responsible for our our own importance of our own lives. And, you know, when it comes to cooking the dinner, go for your run, and when you come back, the family can all pool together. Somebody can chop this, somebody can cook that, somebody can do that. Same Mm -hmm. with the dishes. And if we stop and, you know, and I was most certainly one of these mothers, you know, the martyr do everything absolutely exhausted because that's the way I was taught that it should be. Today, it's different. We need to teach our children to fish, not just get the fish. We need to show them how we need to show them respect and we need to show them collaboration. And I think this is something that's definitely calling out. We're in an instant society. Everybody wants instant. And I know in the UK, the amount of people that buy takeout or already ready meals as opposed to cooking them is quite a great deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just um, people need to take, on- as you said, people need to take ownership of their life and not not feel that they... A compromise, they don't have to compromise. And uh, to basically, I call it conscious living. Mm-hmm. Be aware of what they're doing and be, be aware of the impact, positive and negative, and just own it. it. It's okay to have a cheat day or a takeout as long as it's not used as an excuse because you're stressed. Address the stress mm-hmm. and enjoy the takeout, not use it as a crutch for happiness.
0: There's a wonderful movie which I don't know if you've seen called The Inside Out, an animated movie. I highly recommend it. Um, you know, it, it feeds kids in one way, but of course, every adult I've said to see it, and a few psychiatrists and psychologists, they've come back and go, I'm using this as a tool. And it's, uh, it's about emotions that are these ch- child's emotions and, uh, and reacting to what's going on in the child's life. And initially, it's just everything you've got to do is keep that child in joy. But when mm. it, when anger comes up or despondency or fear comes up, they were trying to suppress it instead of no, don't do, uh, suppress it, understand why it's there, deal with it, and you know it became for adults who had forgotten permission to allow our emotions to be because they're an indicator of what's going on in our life, which then we address and so a really simple, brilliant movie, I highly recommend <laughs> for that I'll um and uh, that's I think. I'm sure there are days that you're out there that you, you know, got to go and train, and you're not in the right mindset. You know, your body doesn't want to do it. And yes, there's only so much discipline that you can do. And there's just sometimes it's the heck with it. I'm going to bed and putting the pillow over my head. Mm. Uh, How do you deal with that?
1: Um, I I just say to myself as a as sort of mantra, which is it's okay not to be okay. Some days I will have off days. I can't pull a personal best every single race day. I can't pull a personal or Best every single training session and just accept the day that I'll put my 100% in to what I can for, for the moment without judging and and know that I'll, I did my best. So when, it's, when I'm having a terrible day and I wake up and as you say, the dark cloud is over and I'm not feeling the best, I still know that my best today might only be 20% of the day before. But I know that was the best I could do. So, I, again, I don't carry the weight of beating me up and regrets Throughout the day, I, I let that go and and give it my best to the level I can.
0: I, which is all you can do. It's, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, Don Rue's uh, Four Agreements, which I think is a wonderful code to live in life. You know, speak your word with integrity. Um, never assume. Ask. Um, uh, do your... Do your very, very best. Oh my goodness, what's the other one? I've completely gone blank. Um, Another very impersonal one. Um, And don't, yeah, don't take things personally. Are we still there? Have I still got you? So we had a little glitch there, folks, but we were talking about the four agreements, which is speak your word with integrity. Don't assume us because you don't know someone's story. Uh, Don't take things personally. If somebody's out there attacking you and dumping on you, it's their excuse expression shit. It's not yours. You don't have to take it on. And simply do your best measured by yourself, not somebody else's. Everybody has a different expectation of what they can achieve. Don't go and put a higher expectation on what you know you can do and as you said, stop beating yourself up. I mean, there are great codes to live by in life. And I think especially when it comes to, as you say, you know, uh, you can only do a 20% one day. Well, you know that's your best. Uh, there is no judgment on that, um, no guilt on that. And uh, that was your best that day. And sometimes you just simply have to have a
1: day of arms wrapped around yourself and loving yourself, right? Exactly, yes. Yeah. So that's what I do I um I predominantly as you said judge by myself and know that today's the best I could do and uh, don't carry it into the future um it's a bit crude but if you if you walk in something a bit uh disgusting on your foot you don't walk it through every every room thereafter you right. actually wash your shoes yes. and carry on walking clean yeah. so that's what I endeavor to do with my thinking as well
0: um, I would imagine, especially um, with coaches that you see in your business, um, you know, we see this a lot of, of parents or coaches, uh, you know, they want their person to win no matter what. And, uh, you know, that push, push, push. And, you know, sometimes it isn't about pushing. It isn't about breaking through. It isn't about give me more. Because I think sometimes that that can be counteractive and kind of can push people the wrong way if you if you lose the joy in what you're doing it doesn't matter how much people yell at you you ain't going to give it anymore
1: (laughs) exactly you've got to love what you're doing to get up when it's raining when it's dark when it's cold when when you know you could be in bed for an extra hour or two and 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 do it be that writing your book be that going out cycling or running or rock climbing or whatever your passion and joy is it, you have to do it because you love it there's no other reason why it's not sustainable otherwise yes and never ever do it because it's somebody else's expectation right exactly yeah um, with with people I help while starting their sports it's important to sometimes at the beginning to have a training partner but not to be dependent on that person and so uh, it's, it's obviously motivation to know someone's waiting for you to, to hold your hand and do it together but you need to be able to do that alone regardless if that person's waiting for you or not. And so you are a
0: mentor as well. So you help people kind of get into that mindset, get into that um, that rhythm and that commitment. Um, yeah. And, and, but you obviously when they get to that certain level, you then just become like a cheerleader or an advocate uh, because that journey is now theirs.
1: Exactly. I mean, I think the greatest coach in the world uh, is someone who empowers you to do it alone. And you're there, as you said, just as a supporter to make sure that if they have any questions, you, you can help them find the answers Moreover, than being seen as this guru that they have to turn to at every crossroads. The, the strength is to give, to give the power to the individual.
0: Yes, yeah, so they can stand on their own and, and probably indeed, you know, inspire or mentor other people because that's how we grow. Um, yeah. you, you said you've got five habits to enjoying and succeeding in life. You'd like to share a little
1: bit on that? Um, the five habits, I, I actually don't, I don't actually remember which five habits I've got. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yes. Okay. I'm going through
0: your site here. So, Okay, I'll tell you what they are, is uh, focus on the big picture. Uh, once mm-hmm. you set a call, uh, if you have a bad day or hit a, a setback. Uh, you stop and you move away from the situation and remind yourself at this moment that it's just a bump in the road and that you'll return to pursuing your goal stronger thanks to this setback Uh giving up on your goal because one uh, of the setbacks is like throwing away your car because of one puncture
1: mm-hmm. it's very yeah um i change i change my um goals regularly i have to say so uh once I did a talk about three pillars, uh, more over than five. So I must admit, I do I do keep it quite fluid, hence my confusion in what <laughs> what we were talking about. Um, but yeah, my my um, my one mantra around that is to set your goal in stone, but to keep your ju- journey in sand. Mm. So if you come across a uh, a boulder or a challenge you can't get around it doesn't matter because you know that you are still heading in the right direction you're just going the pretty way more over than the direct way yes i mean something there's a lot to be said about taking a side street isn't there yeah and um by keeping it in sand you are giving yourself the potential to learn from it and enjoy that as well because the journey is actually part of life and if you're if you're seeing the the detour as a negative then you're not going to enjoy the moment and so by trying to see or permitting yourself to see as much positive at that moment you're going to enjoy it and and achieve your goal quicker i mean
0: as a triathlon you you're running you're swimming you're cycling is that right
1: That's correct, yes.
0: So each one of those is a different discipline, a different movement, a different fluidity of body. Yes,
1: yeah. So
0: so if you apply that metaphor to life, uh, we're not meant to go linear in a straight line, rigid. Uh, We've got to zigzag, we've got to flow, we've got, you know, the wind is constantly moving, the air is constantly moving, energy is constantly moving. We are meant to be constantly moving and be able to, as you say, by being in the sand, you become more flexible um, and you use different kind of disciplines or different movements according to what you 're doing, but if you 're not adjustable
1: um and you become rigid you're you 're going to break exactly exactly right yeah i mean i'm i 'm lucky that I have three sports, so when I wake up in the morning if i for whatever reason don't feel like cycling for six hours i can go to the pool for an hour and a half more and still get my training done um so that does give me flexibility in the sport i've chosen but we can apply it to 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 work as well and and to all all parts of life and in in one sport as well so for running we can either do a short hard hill session or a long rolling country scenic run to get the to the the kilometers or the miles under the belt as well
0: you're right and kind of that change of view is something that then kind of excites you and um you know becomes uh, something more enticing i, I want to read yes. your second one here because i like it it's uh be present uh, sometimes uh what uh, you have to do may take weeks if not months and uh, you you could be leaving the feeling um, having the feeling of being overwhelmed by focusing on what needs to be done today helps you gain some control and remember that what you're doing today is bringing you a little bit closer to your goal so so, peop- so many people get goal orientated goal orientated that they forget that the little things they do on the way there that journey will out help them reach that
1: goal um, there isn't just a long arm to get to the goal is there no, no. Um, and also, I mean, we might get to the goal and for whatever reason, not enjoy it or not be able to to actually partake in it. Um, I I did an Ironman in March. It was my third one. And unfortunately, the week prior, I, I, I got food poisoning and for the race, I knew I couldn't perform to my maximum. And if I hadn't have enjoyed the three months of training prior for the days of that, I would be very disappointed and see those three months as a waste and just for one day of of an illness that was out of my control. Mm. But ensuring I enjoyed every day of training leading up to it because I changed scenery, I did a coastal road cycle that I hadn't done before and swam with friends, for example. It wasn't. It was. It was disappointing, but it wasn't catastrophic, and a, a three months of my life lost because I enjoyed the moments while I was training too.
0: A really good point. A really good point because you know you watch you know the Olympics and, and people miss that goal by a microscopic second, and you think you know oh what a shame everything they've done through their life up to there. But again, it goes back to that joy. If you're not enjoying the journey and enjoying every moment of that journey Uh, that goal isn't going to mean anything to you whether you win or not and if you don't win you know that you've done your best in your journey and you've and that the journey's meant something to you and so not winning you know although it's kind of sad at the same time as you say it doesn't become catastrophic or crippling because you didn't win
1: yeah exactly yeah
0: very important okay i'm going to uh read your third one here which is keep the journey fluid um and having strong hang on does it no oh, it doesn't go any further there um so it gets cut off but having um obviously being strong in obviously what you believe in and i think this is this is one of my mantra things is find something to believe in act on that belief and commit to that action and i think that's really important you know a lot of people i'm going to go and do this and they start on the journey and they realize you know, maybe this isn't kind of what I thought I believed in. Uh, but it's not the end all and it's not a give up. But maybe it's just like, this isn't it, but redirect, look to the left and the right and you'll find something that really you do connect with. So it's the try and try again, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's um, similar to what we said earlier, which is my primary goal is health, to to be as healthy as I can. And I find that veganism is the right way. But if for whatever reason, I'm in a situation where I... I am unable to eat veganism, uh, vegan food. Then my health is first and foremost. So if I if I have to eat, say, uh, an animal product, then I know that I've done my hundred percent to stay vegan. But overriding is my health, and that will take precedence.
0: And why are you attempting to break this world record? This is for you, but you know what? What is it you're wanting to get out of it?
1: Um. I believe that a lot of people, um, they they have a primary dream, but they're too scared to to own it because of fear of not succeeding or a fear of being judged in society or people to, to point the finger and say that you're being selfish or egotistical. And uh, I like to set crazy big goals to show that it doesn't matter if you get it or you don't. It it's a part of the journey. So. I've set this world rec- I'm attempting this world record um, on the 6th of December to share with others that it's okay to set a big goal and it's okay to, to succeed as much as it's okay to fail. So whatever the results, I know I'm, I'm doing my utmost and my best and aiming high and aiming big is, is just one way of, of achieving something that you didn't think was possible because I think we limit ourselves much mm-hmm. more than, than we think is possible we have so many successes due to failures we do and we have if if we were to say i want to be a world champion even if we weren't and we came 10th in a race or, or 15th in a race or or a hundredth in a race we're one maybe we wouldn't have even become a hundredth if we hadn't have aimed to be first yeah yeah. So I, I I choose not to limit myself and aim to be the best in the world and just see where I come. And that's not to to, to better someone else, it's to make sure that I'm not limiting myself through my own thinking.
0: Now, I mean, you 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 eat vegan food, but you still look at supplements and and uh, you know adding various other nutrients to your body because food doesn't have it all, you know, especially today if you can't get the pure organic or the balance. So you um, you substitute um, various nutrients in your body as well that you like.
1: Yes, I do. Um, because I travel quite a lot I do acknowledge that uh, the food I eat is not always bi- um, bio it's not always organic and, uh, and you know in a purest world I'd love to live off the earth um, but I know that at this current state I'm unable to do that so yes I do take supplements at the moment and you know there's um,
0: again you're putting so much wear and tear on your body you know especially with what you're doing is that uh, you know we need those supplements um, if you look you know, I always laugh when they talk about supplements as being alternative in you know, um, medicine because, quite honestly, it was the medicine that was here a long time before Western medicine came along. Um, you know, Western medicine's really more that alternative. Um, and, you know, the answers have been there in, in uh, the herbs and the spices and the ingredients of nutrition's put together. Um, the answers have always been there, and there's been plenty, thousands of years of, of knowledge on combination. It's like even things like turmeric. You know, a wonderful anti-inflammatory, great for brain fruit, ginger, um, you know, so many natural things out there. Uh, Obviously, you know, yogurt for rebalancing the body. It's just a question of knowing which of those nutritions, not only in the food that balance your body, because it's not just about shoving certain fuel in your body. Right. It's about the balance that you put in your body that nourishes everything and that doesn't have a conflict with each other. I think we all owe it to ourselves to actually do a little bit of study on nutrition.
1: Yes, and it's also not just what we eat, but the order. Some things Mm. are um, enhancers. For example, I always eat an orange before my food because uh, the vitamin C helps iron intake. And uh, I avoid coffee for half an hour after food because that blocks iron. So just these little details help me get the most out of the food I eat as well.
0: Now, I know that some people, you you have coffee and you're a vegan because they kind of got this thing that coffee's something to do with meat. I don't know. Um, And you know that if you're a vegan, you're a purist, you don't drink, you don't have coffee, you don't have tea. And that's not the case, is it?
1: no I um I do drink alcohol uh now and then I must admit Good I do you. enjoy thank <laughs> you <laughs> and uh I do enjoy coffee um I think it's more of a social outing I I enjoy sitting down with friends and catching up and getting out of home and uh stopping and enjoying that moment so uh it, it's again it's just again I acknowledge I drink this I I drink it within moderation and um, I enjoy it when I do so again I'm not going to drink it again god this is so bad for me I wish I didn't drink coffee I drink coffee and I own that and I appreciate the negatives as well as the positives and I'll just I'll just continue as I am exactly exactly again it's you know the moment you get fanatic
0: about something you've become a prisoner to it and, uh, you know, yeah. it's not going to do you good because you bring stress into the situation. Um, you know, you've got a great thing about nuts and seeds. And, of course, uh, you know, this is I'm unfortunately allergic to some of the nuts. I can only eat cashews, um, um, peanuts and um, chestnuts. Um, hence the reason why I drink cashew milk, um, mm-hmm. but n- which is, you know, it's, a v- it's the B17, which they call it the cyanide vitamin. And it actually goes after cancer cells or broken down cells and like a Pac-Man eats them up. Warm uh, Walnuts are great as a parasite cleanser, you know, and almonds have an enormous amount of nutritional value to the body, you know, in fiber and in brain food and in, in anti-cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, these seeds and these nuts, even just taking a handful of those every day um, can give you so much uh, source of energy and, and nutrients that you need.
1: Yes, it can definitely. And uh, it's, as you said, it's just asking the right questions and making sure that where you get the information also is correct. And um, unfortunately, well, uh, in the world we live in, there's a lot of companies out there that are sponsored by companies whose interest is in making money more over than sharing knowledge. And it's just making sure we ask the right questions as well as where we're getting this information from. Exactly. And that's a little bit of ownership that we need Mm. to have it's uh, don't be so
0: blind just because there's an ad on TV that says it's good for you um, understand there's uh, oogles of money being thrown at that uh, and Mm. that doesn't necessarily make it so you know there's the old thing if you can't read the label if you can't pronounce the words don't buy it (laughs) right? Yes exactly Uh, Go as fresh and organic (laughs) as you can Um, if you do have to buy things off the shelf go with an ethical company you know, and that means doing a bit of your research, you know, just plug in the name of the company into Google and look at what people say about it. You know, yes. I mean, that's the power of, of, you know, the internet of sharing that knowledge. If you find a recipe, post it up on your social media, get it shared. You've got a yeah. beautiful picture of nuts here. You've got a fabulous picture of all these vegetables and fruits. And it becomes visually appetizing. And then when you give you know, a recipe along with it, you know, it just becomes so, oh, I really, I, I've already eaten that with my eyes. I now want my taste buds to try it. And it's just learning from one another, isn't it?
1: It is. And, uh, yeah, just sharing. We are a community and I be- I strongly believe that what I give, um, I will get back, um, be it through uh, networking or um financial or otherwise but i i believe you have to give first before you can receive so um people who are afraid and driven by fear of lack are usually the ones who keep things secret and demand money before they they give the product Mm -hmm. that's why on my website you can download as many recipes as i know because i think and it has worked that people return back in favors and um the 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 law of reciprocity I can't even say the words um, <laughs> you just
0: said it Bravo <laughs> does, thank you does
1: does exist so um, again there is no lacking we have we have an abundance of knowledge and the more we share the more we we create and the more we get back as well. Exactly, and you know the whole point is is that uh, the, I'm, I'm all about the village.
0: Um, you know, I'm all about community, and I'm about you being as beautiful and strong and as full and as abundant as you can be. Because then your cup runneth over, and you bring that exuberance, that vitality, that joy, that beauty of you to your community, and you enrich it. And we need to go back to that village mentality where we all respect each other's gift, what each other has to contribute, in celebration of that contribution and in collaboration it isn't my dish is better than your dish my race is better than yours mine this is that it's about bringing those flavors together and exploring um each other's you know recipes of life so to speak and uh, in, you're not going to like every one of them but if you don't try it how are you going to know and it's exactly just, yeah. and it's been open to those
1: differences right Exactly. I mean, I love training with non-triathletes and eating with non-vegans because it's at those points that I learn so much more because they they're curious in why I'm doing this and mm-hmm. how do I get this and where is my protein from and and I ask them the same questions and it and it reinforces and strengthens my my knowledge. So I can give more back, and and know, oh, I'm doing this. Uh, maybe not wrong, but I'm I'm deficient here, and uh, I need to find more knowledge for that. And it and it actually empowers me and strengthens me by meeting non, non same clan people.
0: Yes, exactly, because you you. You've now become that educator by, you know, by being and they see what you achieve. And again, because there was that mindset, if you're vegan, how could you be getting the protein to have the energy to do what you're doing? And so you're you're expelling that myth and you're showing people that, you know, I am actually more enriched because I changed my diet. I am stronger because I changed my diet. I'm more alert because I changed my diet. And when people... You know, it's like when that Sally met Harry thing, you know, I'll have what she's having you know, exactly. after the orgasmic sandwich. And, you know, exactly. when, they, when they see it's working for you, they want to know, what are you doing? How do I do yeah. it too? And that's um, that's where what inspiration is about, when you inspire other people to shift their own perspective. And it's not about them becoming vegan, um, you know, the next moment. Um, it, it's about... As you say that gradual entry you know eliminating um meatless monday or you know going over to fish before meat and, and just starting to cut things out and introduce more things in and as you absorbs and enjoys all those
1: other good nutrients it stops craving the other stuff yes it's um it's conscious it's awakening a consciousness and uh, this human desire of questioning um When I first turned vegan, my personality is pretty um, intense. And so I was out there telling everyone, oh, my gosh, you have to try this. This is awesome. I'm loving it. I've got this. I've got so much more strength and power. And my skin has cleared up. My eyes are bluer. You have to do this. And without realizing, I was pushing them away because Mm -hmm. for them to jump from where they were to veganism was just too big a step. And uh, by actually just stopping, and as you said, just just eating what I eat, and letting people see it in the, with their own eyes, they started to ask questions, and without without consciousness, almost, with um, slowly make changes in their diet and uh, start eating food off my plate. Uh, and before they knew it, they I've, I've got a few friends who realised after three weeks, hang on, I haven't had any meat for three weeks, and I wasn't even aware. Mm-hmm. Um, So, uh, yeah, sometimes it's better to to lead by example, not not point your finger and tell everyone to do what you're doing.
0: Yes, I have a young young friend who who did it through the meat conscious thing and she would just preach. And, you know, how animals have been killed and this and that, etc. And it it was, you know, being that righteous preacher and it puts people off or being like, uh, I'm doing this. You've all got to do it. Um, Mm. It is is about even kind of just if you're in the office, uh, bring a recipe. Uh, mm. You know on your day that's your treat day and don't tell anybody it's vegan and let yes. them all try it and when they go oh this is good can I have the recipe and, and you know it's when people learn how easy it is it's again it's that lack of knowledge you know they yeah. think that by cutting something out there's nothing to replace it when you show them what they can replace it with and opening up again to all those other different kind of beautiful ethnic uh, foods that are out there you know they realize actually they have a great deal more choice than they thought and uh, then it makes the journey much more simpler.
1: Exactly, Um, I moved back from Australia to to Wales in April and I cooked my whole family three generations um, food and that that was 100% vegan and my grandfather at 88 years old ate 100% vegan, he'd never in his life ate a vegan meal uh, which I did question because I said, you've never eaten an apple. But um, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> while while he was eating his chia seed um, and coconut dessert with mixed berries, um, most of the dishes he couldn't pronounce. But he turned to me and said, do you know what? This is the first meal I've eat- finished the plates. I've really enjoyed this and I- I'd love to eat more. And um, that wasn't to impose veganism on him. It was just to, to cook how I cook and and the whole family were very impressed. And they've now started to introduce just one meal a week yeah. through. And it was more for fear. How, to jump, as, as we said many times now, it's the fear of total elimination. What am I going to be left with? Yeah. A bag of nuts? Uh, no, there's a plethora of choice. It's, it's uh, education through, through us sharing what we know with excitement and not judging well, uh, my,
0: my brother had a heart attack last year, and his um, his friend put him on um, almost a hundred percent vegan diet. Um, pretty well there, and uh, it's it not only did he lose weight, but you know he he reacted to the medication they gave him, so he came off the medication and did it all through diet. And, wow! Uh, and you know he's. Uh, his cholesterol is high, and they're saying, oh, your cholesterol is high. But some people's cholesterol is meant to be naturally high, especially while the mm. body readjusts to this whole new lifestyle. And it's not to be afraid of what the doctors say is the norm, because that norm is for you know, a, a majority of people, but it might not be your norm. And I think one yeah. of the things that people need to measure while they're taking, while they're changing this diet, lifestyle over, is measure your performance, measure your body. And understand that your body's going to go through transition as it tra- you, know, as you, as you trans, uh, transfer over to either vegetarian or vegan. And uh, you know, make acknowledgement that it's going to have this adjustment and don't go run scared because your body is reacting at a moment.
1: Yeah, I'm, listen to your body. Um, mm-hmm. To bring it back to sport for a second, I was helping a group of ladies with zero to five kilometre run, a three-mile run. And a lot of the, the women you know i run a marathon every week and um they look at me and go well you know we you must you don't feel pain like i do and my answer, my question, my answer was well i do but i understand the difference between working hard pain and i'm breaking
0: my body pain. bit
1: pain yeah. And so it's to start listening to our body. When you feel pain, don't pop a white pill that masks the pain. Actually understand and listen to it because this is our body talking to us. Yes. And, and knowing what it means. So high cholesterol, as you said to your, to your brother, might be normal. Mm-hmm. But we'll never know that if we're always masking it with this magic white pill.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, people digest food in a different way. People process food in a different way. It's, it's understand your body and yeah. pay attention to respect it because it's it's your vessel you're with you for the rest of your life so you may as well be kind to yourself <laughs> yes
1: i've got a i've got an analogy about um you know illness or disease dis- and uh if you imagine your body under disease as a mountain one person's angle of this mountain top to reach the top to get to the health is um A huge cliff face where you have three days of climbing and it's very very technical, and that's the point perception of how to get to the top of health to overcome this disease. Someone from the other side of the mountain has just a rolling, uh, easy plane to walk along some fields, and so to them it's very very simple. But it's to reach the same top of the mountain. And it's important to hear other people's points of views. The doctor might have one, which is this magic pill. Or a nutritionist might be to go to veganism or a different type of diet. And you have your own perception. And the more angles we get of the same mountain, the more informed we are and the better path we can choose for ourselves
0: exactly education is very key you open up to the knowledge uh, the different perspectives the different way of doing things and then be willing to take the journey to discover what is right for you now i'm going to be having you back on again in um, in later november um along with daniel basson and um and uh, daniel craig where we're going to be talking again about you know, veganism in a different way. The fruit, fruit recipes that are going to be shared, the animal advocacy, and you from the athletic side of it. And I- it's again, it's another three person perspective on it, just opening up that diversity, that conversation, because the more we're willing to talk about it, the more people are going to learn about it and so yes. important to do. For now though, love, would you let everybody know how they can find you, how they can book you as a mentor or support you,
1: find you, speak to you, all of that. Well, I love I love people following me and in, uh, joining me on this journey. Uh, my main website for my blog is strongkate.com where I have Twitter, Facebook and Instagram accounts and the links are found on that website for my professional services if someone was to choose me as a mentor it's your mindbodyfood.com excellent and of course you'll find everything on the posting
0: um and uh, you know you know sometimes what we need is just that little bit of help to kind of get us on the path and that's the important thing to have so don't be afraid to reach out and ask um no question is silly right you know because Mm. You know what's silly to one person? well, how can I can't ask that? It just might be a very simple solution
1: that you know exactly and everyone everyone's lived life if if you're twenty years old, you've got twenty years of life experience, which is different to mine, so we're all learning and living and growing together, so we, we've all got something to give and contribute, and um, I look forward to hearing other people's stories of what they've learned too exactly.
0: Well, I thank you so much for coming and sharing your journey with us. I wish you the very, very best of luck on your on your challenge. And, uh, you know, whether you meet the goal or not, I think you've already achieved. You're already a winner. Uh, you've got the right attitude, the way you look at life. Um, you honor yourself. And uh, I love, you know, the way you put your Kate Strong is strong Kate. <laughs> <And> <laughs> because you found your strength within you. And, you you know, you're out there sharing it. You're being a beacon of light for others. And uh, that inspiration is always something that grows. So thank you for being inspiring with us here today. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining me on this journey as well. Wonderful. And I look forward to that roundtable because I think it'll be very, very, very informative. So look out for that, folks. It will be coming to you in late November. So for now, folks, it's just take the journey, make the shift, you know, open up to something else that's out there. Explore, because that's all been about being kind to yourself. You never know what something can do for you until you're willing to open up to the possibility and until next time